The chosen leadership for the foundations of the church were the disciples. However, they had a lot to learn. They had to grasp what true Christian leadership was. This is evident in the fact that at the Last Supper, they were arguing about greatness, specifically which one would be the greatest. In fact, they argued about it as they went to Jerusalem. They argued about it at the Last Supper and then when they were leaving to go to the Garden of Gethsemane. They needed to learn what true Christian leadership is. This went against everything Jesus had taught them about leadership in the last three years. And this tells us something, that learning something that is radically different takes time. And for Christians, the move, prompting, and conviction of the Holy Spirit in our lives to allow us to be able to do the things that Jesus and the Holy Spirit inspired in the scriptures for us to be able to do. We have the same issue today. Christian leadership is different than the world. And so learning it and living it takes us searching the scriptures and being led by the Holy Spirit. Today on Hot Topics, seven steps to biblical leadership. Hi, this is Robert Furrow. The comment section is open below. We'd love to hear from you and about what you believe about biblical leadership. Leadership conferences, leadership podcasts, and YouTube channels are popular, and you will not learn how to lead biblically by participating in them. They will teach you modern day leadership theory. Believe in yourself. Think positive with leadership decisions. Make your own reality. Sell yourself and sell your ideas. Don't settle for leftovers. Get aggressive with your future. Make things happen. Don't let things happen to you. These are the kind of things that you hear in these leadership conferences and podcasts. It's not that I don't think that leadership in the world doesn't have anything to offer us. I think we can learn some things. It's just that Christian leadership or biblical leadership is so radically different. We're told not to take the best seat in the house and to be great in the kingdom of God is to be a servant and not to lord over people and don't promote yourself. Don't break your arm patting yourself on the back and the first will be last and the last will be first. This takes us walking by faith, believing that if I don't promote myself, God will be the one who does his work in my life and trusting him and waiting to see God bring it about is such a powerful thing. The first step in biblical leadership, in fact, in the Christian walk, is to become like a child. In Matthew 18, one through five, the disciples came directly to Jesus saying, who then is greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Here's before they were arguing over who was going to be great, and they come right to Jesus and ask him. So Jesus goes and gets a child and brings the child and sets the child in front of them and says, unless you are converted and become as a little child, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. Notice, they come asking, how can I be great in the kingdom? And Jesus says, you have to become like a child to even enter the kingdom of heaven. These childlike principles are not trying to lord over people, but living humbly the way that Christ wants us to live. And this is the first step of leadership. We're not desiring to be greater than people. We're wanting to humble ourselves and live for Christ. He went on to say, therefore, whoever humbles himself as a little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. This is the first step, becoming like a child, being humble. The second step in biblical leadership is do nothing through selfish ambition. 
This is the idea of not promoting yourself. This is where leadership is so different than in the world because it's not us taking good photos of ourselves and putting all of our accomplishments down and all of our degrees down. Listen to what it says in Philippians 2, 3 through 4. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. Let each of you look out not only for his own interest, but also the interest of others. It's not that we aren't to look out for our own interest. The Bible says that if a man doesn't provide for his family, he's worse than an unbeliever. But we are to put other people's interests above our own interests. And again, this is faith, that if I look out for other people, God will look out for me. God's the one who exalts anyway. The third step in biblical leadership is do not promote yourself. Now, again, this goes against worldly leadership. Proverbs 27, 2 says, let another man praise you and not your own mouth, a stranger and not your own lips. Now, this principle of not promoting yourself is to be humble and to trust that God is the one who's doing the promoting. The next step in biblical leader is not to exalt yourself. It says in Matthew 23, 11 and 12, but he who is greatest among you, you shall be a servant and whoever exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. So there it is. When you humble yourself, it's God that exalts you. When you exalt yourself, it's God that humbles you. And it says the greatest among us is a servant, which brings us to the next step of biblical leadership, and that is humbling yourself. Matthew 23, six through seven says, they love the best feasts in the house and the best seats in the synagogue, greetings in the marketplace, and to be called rabbi, rabbi. Don't love those kind of things but instead serve God humbly, following him, understanding that it is Jesus that we are exalting. And we wanna do our good works in such a way that men will see our good works and glorify God. The next step in biblical leadership is to become a servant. In Matthew 20, 20 through 28, James and John's mother go to Jesus and ask that he could sit at their right and left hand. Now they're getting their mom involved in this argument over greatness. And Jesus responds by asking them if they can be baptized in what he will be baptized in. And they say, yes, we will. And he says, you will be baptized in what I am baptized with, but who will sit on my right and left hand is up to my father to give. And then he says this, you know that the rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and those who are great exercise authority over them. Yet it shall not be so among you. But whoever desires to become great among you, let him be your servant. And whoever desires to be first among you, let him be your slave. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve. Now this is really important. That role of a servant, knowing that we are not gaining positions of leadership to further ourselves, but so that we can serve other people. And when we do this, God empowers us in a special way with the Holy Spirit and stands behind what we do as leaders because we're not doing it to gain something for ourselves, but to serve other people. Now, we're also told that we're not to lord over people. In Luke 20, 25, he says, and it said to them, the kings of the Gentiles exercise lordship over them, and those who exercise authority are those called benefactors. That is, we're not supposed to do it so we can become benefactors, those who are rich, those who are powerful, those who are in authority. 
And in 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 1 through 3, it says, The elders who are among you, I exhort you, who I am a fellow elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ, and also a partaker of the glory that will be revealed. Shepherd the flock of God among you, serving as overseers, not by compulsion, but willingly, not because you have to, but because you want to, and not for dishonest gain, but eagerly, nor as being lords over those entrusted to you, but as examples to the flock, living as an example to the flock, knowing that Jesus is the chief shepherd and we are shepherding his flock. The final step in biblical leadership is don't take the best place. Don't take the first place in line. Don't always be striving to get the best. Jesus went to a Pharisee's house for a supper. And when it came time to be seated, he watched him scramble and take the best seat and the worst seat. And when Jesus sat down, he looked at them and maybe all that was left was the worst seat and said to them, when you're invited over to a dinner, don't take the best seat, lest the master of the feast say that seat's not for you and you are humbled in front of everyone, but take the lowest seat so that the master may say to you, that's not your seat, come up and take the best seat. Again, this principle of trusting God to be able to exalt us and do what he wants us to do and make our leadership effective instead of us trying to exalt ourselves through selfish ambition, trying to get things our own way, done our own way. This is a much better way to lead and it's leading by the power of the Holy Spirit and it's trusting God that he's gonna be effective. And that's really what we want, not that we would be seen as leaders, but that we would have true and genuine leadership in Christ. Hope this has been helpful. God bless you. We'll see you next time on Hot Topics.